Hey guys, this is Love and Meets with Dubai finance guru Wally Khan. Are you saving in Dubai? If the answer is no, this show is for you. It is time to refresh your finances. And Wally took us the one, two, threes of how to make that happen. Take a listen. Welcome back to the Love and Dubai show. Quick question for you today. Are you saving in Dubai? As summer comes to an end, it marks the end of an era. It is a time to refresh our finances and start all over again. It's the perfect time to do so. And to get the questions, to understand how, we're going to be joined by a Dubai finance guru, none other than Wally Khan. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I want to ask before we get into the show, is this too early in the morning for you or are you good? No, no, it's fine. I'm uh, actually working at, um, starting at 8, so it's fine for me. Perfectly fine for me. But but I go to Ajman for my work. And now I'm coming to Dubai. I'm living in Sharjah. So it was oh. uh, huge traffic. I can see that. <laughs> huge traffic. Yeah. Um, traffic is a big talk topic, but finances, saving, yes. you want to go right into it because yeah. I know a lot of people have questions. I certainly do. Yeah. Quick question for you today, where are people going wrong? People come here, we should be saving money, but a lot of people are not. In fact, we're getting into debt. What are like the key things that people are going wrong with their finances? See, um, if you're coming to Dubai and thinking about tax-free income, the problem is that people are not thinking about that tax. If you're living in Canada, if you're living in India, if you're living in Pakistan, if you're living anywhere in the world, you will be taxed. And I have seen people uh, making money and not saving it, not investing it. Uh, you must tax yourself because you, the country is not taxing you. Mm-hmm. So you must tax yourself. Sometimes, sometimes you have the income slabs of 40% tax if you're living in Canada or in anywhere in the world. Here, you're not, you're not being taxed anything. Uh, people are saying you're getting indirect taxes, but there uh, in other countries, you are already uh, having that kind of tax, like parking tax, like toll tax and Mm. these things. So taxing yourself is very important if you're uh, living in Dubai. So whatever your tax, uh, whatever your salary slab is, just tax tax yourself. Think about it. If you are, let's say, um, uh, earning 20,000 dirhams, and uh, in Canada, you will be taxed at, let's say, 20%. I'm just uh, uh, giving a ballpark number. 20%, 20%, you just tax yourself. And then on top of that, those people in Canada also saving and investing. So so imagine, for 20,000 dirhams, you have to tax yourself to invest. And then on top of that, those people are investing and saving more. And um, they're investing in assets which are increasing in value as well. Here, people are investing or maybe spending on things like cars, things like iPhones, and these things. So what I do normally is, let's say, if I, if I have to buy some... something which is uh, entertaining for myself let's say uh, i'm splurging and i'm buying an iphone what i do i normally invest the same amount in apple shares as well so i have to be uh, reluctant to buy an apple phone let's say if i'm buying for 5000 6000 phone i'll be uh, i'll i have to see my finances that i have to spend 6000 dirhams on apple phone uh, apple shares as well okay that's really interesting but just to go back to tax yourself because i think think that's really interesting is there a sweet spot in terms of how much we should be taxing ourselves so depending on your salary what percent should i be saving so it depends on person to person really it it is not uh, one size fit all uh, but i would say um, uh, anybody uh, i've seen people Uh, let's say having 50,000 dirham salary and then for some reason they downgraded themselves because of the in- income they are getting they, they they laid off and then they get another job for let's say for 25,000 dirhams or let's say 15,000 dirhams even then they will uh, live in that like uh, income level so you can do anything um, my target is to have um, uh, let's say 
uh, you don't have to rely on a, your nine to five job. This is my first target. This should be your target. Uh, mm. Let's say if you have this target and if you work towards it in five years, ten years, because five years, ten years looks a lot of time. But once you uh, zoom out, it is not that much of time. So look for five years and then ten years. And think about if you can leave your job and then live financially free and in this country. This, this is the point. You don't go back to your country. Uh, you, you, because if I go to my home country, I can live a lot less uh, what I'm earning here. But if I want to stay in this country and a lot of factors then come in. But if I, if I can plan for five years or ten years that I have to live in this country without having my job. I'm not saying I'm not going to uh, have some income. I'm just saying that I will just leave my nine to five. And then I, I could do something else. Yeah. What you're saying sounds like the ideal dream for so many of our listeners, right? Like you don't rely on a nine to five job, a nine to six job, and you just, uh, you have like double sources of income, but it's easier said than done. Yeah. So how do you recommend people actually uh, start saving up and start investing? Like where are the right places to invest and how do you do that? Okay, so mm-hmm. first of all, before, in, <laughs> before, before you go for investing, you have to save. And before saving, you have to you have to be uh, mindful of spending. What I have uh, been checking on people, what they're doing is they are making the budget, but they're let's say they're they're having a line item of credit card. Don't put a line item of uh, item of credit card. Do all the sp- uh, expense whatever you're doing in in one Excel sheet or Google sheet. I do a Google sheet because Google sheet is very easy. You can uh, access it from your iPhone. You can access it from from your Android. On, on your Mac or any any place. So do that first, and then then uh, see what you have been spending for last, let's say six months. You will find a trend, and you you will see where you can save. Because people will always say that we don't have enough money to invest in. So first of all, you have to save, and then invest. For, save save on emergency funds first. Um, normally, people say, and in in expat community, I would definitely uh, ask people to save at least six months of your expenses. Mm-hmm. So if you have that uh, amount of money saved with you, oh you God are at God. least yeah. <laughs> so much money to save. No, no, it's just a, not. I'm not. I'm not saying you have to save your salary for let's say six months. You have to save your expenses for six months. This is the first thing. You cannot um, start investing before mm-hmm. uh, this this amount of uh, amount you you have in in savings. And then uh, you have so many things in Dubai. Uh, we are blessed with so many things like you have uh, stocks in the UAE, stocks in the US. You have crowdfunded properties in the UAE, uh, and then you, uh, people also uh, invest back home. The 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 the, the main problem uh, with expat community is that they only see property as investment vehicle, which is not the case. You have so many things like national bonds as well, so many things that you can do uh, while you are living in uh, in Dubai, especially because uh, back home in I'm, I'm from Pakistan, so back home in Pakistan you don't get such kind of uh, options to invest. Even I know people in India they don't get they have taxes there. You have zero percent tax. You have zero percent capital gains tax. So if you buy, let's say, Apple share now, and if it gains double the price, you don't pay taxes to the government. So make make the best use of it. You can still enjoy your life, and you can still um, still make so much of money. And by the way, for for you to say that to start with, I would say make an emergency fund. Start saving and then invest in so many things like U.S. stocks, U.A.E. stocks, 
um, crowdfunded properties you don't have to go invest all your money in one property in Dubai. Mm, so interesting because um, I think so many people look towards the property market as the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not the only thing. One thing you mentioned there which uh, I'm glad you brought up was credit cards and it's so tricky because we have to zoom through so many topics with you but credit cards Um, we are a credit card nation, I believe. Uh, there's so many options. Um, so many banks do them, and within the banks, there's you know it can be overwhelming. Yes. What are the red flags, and are there credit card? Do you believe credit cards actually work for the user? I do believe that. I do. I do believe in credit cards. I myself have many cards, but if you cannot handle that, don't keep any cards. I keep myself with three or four cards, but uh, I have due diligence. I have my plans with them. Not everybody can do that. So if you cannot work with a credit card, just just don't uh, don't use them. But uh, I can. Say, I've been living in in the UAE for 15 years. I was just calculating uh, last week. I made almost 70,000 dirhams just through the credit card in those 15 years through the cashbacks, through uh, spending on the right places, through the right credit cards. 70,000 dirhams. I never paid uh, extra money to credit card. I never paid their um, let's say late payment or whatever charges, annual charges or whatever. I, I never do that, but I still make money, 70,000 dirhams or 80,000 dirhams. It's the amount that I have made through the credit card. Wow. How does it hurt having a finance, uh, you know, finance <laughs> brain? Finance brain, yeah, just amazing. It's so simple. They, they tell you how much is the, uh, is the cash back and then they play with you because they will say, okay, 10%, but then 10% you will find that, okay, this is the minimum spend, this is the category you have to spend. So you have to see that. Mm. But if you, again, if you cannot uh, do this all maths, don't go for the credit cards. Okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I get that. Now, you are in debt. No, no not you. Like, the person is in <laughs> debt, right? Yeah. How will they pay it off? What's yeah. the best way to pay it off? So, basically, um, check. there are two methods of paying this off. Uh, one is uh, debt avalanche method and there is another one. I forgot the name. But the point is that there is psychological uh, way to pay. And there is a logical way to pay. So psychological way is to pay, let's say you have five credit cards or five loans or whatever it is. So you have 1,000 dirham of debt, let's say 5,000 dirhams of debt, the other one is 10,000 and so on and so forth. Go for, if, if you talk about psychological, go for 1,000 dirham first. So that you have the, uh, you have the mindset, okay, I have got five debts, I have got rid of, let's say, one of them, now I have got four and then so on and so forth. But the logical way is to see what is the maximum percentage of interest you are getting on those five uh, five loans. So if let's say one uh, one loan is uh, 1,000 dirham, which is having 2%, the other loan is having 5%, which is 5,000. The other loan is having, let's say, uh, let's say 20,000 dirhams and the, the interest rate at that is 10% for some reason or something of credit card, which is up to 50% even. So go for target the 50% or let's say 40% or whatever the highest Uh, interest, rate. interest rate is just target that and start paying it off and you have to pay it off because you cannot especially in Dubai you cannot uh, go with the going on debt and debt all the time. I just want to uh, pick on that because I think that the problem is that people do rack up these really high credit card bills and it becomes overwhelming. Um, I've read stories of people you know scared to share with their partner that they've got this debt. So how do you tell someone to claw themselves out of this type of debt? You know, do they discuss it with a financial advisor? Do they consolidate all their loans together? What's your kind of key points there? Um, it all depends on the person because uh, sometimes people are really um, uh, organized. But if you are racking up debt, then you are not organized anyways. So going to a financial advisor is good. But uh, many times financial advisors also sell you things. 
So um, I've seen people selling insurances, selling you different investment plans, which you might not uh, need. Uh, a basic thing is if you are starting to invest, basic thing is to invest in ETFs, let's say US ETF, which is just investing in US market or the global market. This ETF is basically exchange traded fund, which is uh, while you're investing in it, in it, you are basically investing in the stock markets overall. It's not like you are investing in Apple or anything like that. So you are investing in overall stock market. But if you want to really um, get out of the financial miseries, you have to be organized. As I said, uh, expense tracking is the first step because you have to, and, the, and, and I don't recommend any apps. Google Sheet or Excel Sheet is the best thing. I'm, mm. a, I'm just, I've been using this for 20 years. I've seen so many apps, but this uh, Excel Sheet or Google Sheet is best. Google Sheet is much better because it gives you access from many places. Expense tracking, savings, um, if you have any debt, just pay it off. Uh, it all depends on how, how much you are debt and how, how severe your circumstances are. Mm -hmm. But don't go beyond your means. So I have a question for like the common man, not those who are more financially literate. Um, when it comes to like investing, right? You have trading and you have invest. Mm -hmm. So which one do you recommend to those who are not, uh, you know, very well versed with investing and trading and stocks and mm -hmm. all those things? Like when it comes to like uh, Binance, you have eToro, mm -hmm. you have uh, Sarva, you have all these apps. Mm -hmm. So how do you recommend people go into that and what's the best way? Yeah. So first of all, whenever you start investing, invest uh, with a minimum uh, value, very minimal value. Invest only big chunk into places like fixed income, like national bonds, which is a fixed income asset, which which gives you guaranteed returns. Because if you're in, uh, starting new, you can go wrong. On uh, I have lost my eleven thousand dollars in two thousand eleven just because, because because I was trading and I didn't know what to do. Because mm. so many uh, myths will come once you start trading. So you have to avoid trading, day-to-day uh, -day trading, because if you are a professional or if you are working normal working class person, you don't have time to see the trends and how the charts are going and you, you never have that. Actually, nobody has the uh, foresight to see where the stocks will go. So if, you, if somebody tells you that this stock will double the price in next five years, he's just um, uh, not, not I, I won't <laughs> use the word, but he's not uh, right. Mm. So... Um, uh, don't go for trading start investing in, in, the difference between investing and trading is that trading you do it on day-to-day -day basis or let's say week-to-week -week basis or day-to-day -day basis i don't do that because i don't have time you have to have enough time if you want to do trading investing is something i have some money which i don't need for next 10 years i just put that in let's say one stock or the etf or anything like that and then i let it grow and I will, because when I, because you know, there is a word called compounding, which is uh, eighth wonder of the world as per Einstein as well. Mm -hmm. So what it does is it grows your wealth compounded over the period of time. I don't have the numbers right now, but if you, uh, if you, if you see those uh, videos and, and the charts, you, your mind will blow up. Compounding not only grows your wealth, it also is in, in your uh, domain of your experience. So if you're in, starting this year, for, for the investing, invest slowly and gradually, your experience will also compound. And then after five years, you must you would be much better investor than like one year, uh, let's say five years back. So invest slowly, not, do not trade. Um, there are many, like the, the names of the applications you mentioned, there are good applications in that and there are some not so good applications in that because the newcomer will have a lot of um, uh, overwhelming experience in those apps. So 
only use those apps once you really got the understanding. So which apps or which platforms do you recommend to those so, watching? See, uh, uh, I don't want to say those are bad, but eToro or something like that is uh, is not for common man. Really, yeah, people will disagree with me, but these are not for common man. App like Serva uh, or there are apps like Baraka and these kind of apps which do not trade and uh, they do not offer you leverages. They are for a common man and they can just invest uh, in those. Again, invest slowly and gradually. If you have a budget of 2000 dirham per month for investing, invest 500 dirham to start with and slowly and gradually increase that and keep on increasing for next, uh, let's say six months, one year, because you know, this investing cycle comes as a sinusoidal wave. Mm. Nowadays, it has gone down. The, the overall markets go, went down. And then uh, there's a time in COVID when it went down as well. In 2008, it went down as well. It, it went again as well. So you have to, uh, maybe even after three years, you cannot see one cycle. Maybe after five years, you, you won't see that cycle. Sometimes people in COVID, uh, there was a generation who never saw the, the downturn. They were overwhelmed what, what, they say, uh, yeah. what they saw there. So you have to go through too many cycles to understand what it is. So for that matter, you have to keep on investing slowly and gradually. And you just leave your money there and wait for a couple of years, give it a couple of years. If you're, if you're investing in ETFs, you have to do that. But if you're investing in, in individual stocks, you have to keep on, let's say, I'll tell, give you an example. Apple right now is in a phenomenal company, right? But 20 years back, Nokia and Blackberry were the same kind of companies like Apple is today. So I'm, uh, I'm invested heavily in Apple. But I'm also watching what they're doing because uh, one wrong move and they can go down. I mean, this is, uh, they, they're not there forever. Similarly, Nokia and um, Blackberry were not there forever. They went down and they went busted actually. Mm. So you have, if you're investing in individual companies, you have to see not daily, but of course, six months, one year down the line, you have to see what is going on. Well, this is the tip of the iceberg, no doubt. And I know that a lot of people watching will probably have their own specific individual questions. So anyone today, if you'd like to reach Wally and ask him some questions, can they do that? Yeah, I've got the questions and how can they reach you? I have got my Instagram. Uh, probably you've got that on the on your stories and uh, my YouTube channel. Actually, I'm I'm doing YouTube channel. Um, I've got two channels. One is in English language, which I'm not doing uh, too consistently. Mm -hmm. But in the Urdu channel, I've got like 50,000 subscribers already. So I, I do a lot of investing and savings uh, tip there. And also, I'm big on productivity. I think if you are a regular person to, to start saving and investing, there is an important thing which is to be productive in every walk of life. You have to be on time. You have to manage your time. I use a lot of apps like Notion, uh, which helps me and calendar, which helps me um, divide my time properly because I'm doing a nine to five job as well. So after nine to five, I have to do this content creation. So it, it takes a lot of time, mm -hmm. but it has to be a lot of, uh, uh, with, with a lot of uh, uh, like uh, organization as well. True, absolutely. Guys, definitely take a look. I know I got some tips from the English YouTube channel. Uh, guys, there you go. That is finance guru Wally Khan answering our questions about finance. And that is all we have time for on today's show. Thank you so much for Thank time. you very much. Thank, Thank you. you so Thank much. you. Thank we you. are back with you tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Thanks a lot. <laughs>